Good morning, church. I should tell you, first of all, I come from southern part of India, and thus, therefore, I have a southern accent like some of y'all. <laughs> the missions team and the church leaders, thank you for inviting me to come and share God's word. And I'm humbled to be with you. And uh, Luke, Naomi, and thank you for sharing uh, your ministry that you are going to uh, uh, to Georgia, Atlanta. Really touched me. Both of you are standing, sharing, and the transition and all that. You guys are great people, and I thank you for all all the missionaries um, responding to the call of God in your lives and uh, surrendering and serving the Lord. I'm grateful for all of you. This morning, um, I want to share a little bit of my story. I will try to do that as I continue uh, preaching the word. Opening your Bible today, um, Psalm 96. Psalm 96. There are... Thirteen uh, verses in Psalm 96. I want to share four things today. We are called. We are called to know Him. We are called to know Him intimately. As we know Him, we are called to declare Him, glorify Him, declare His greatness. Wherever God has placed, everybody may not be going to Peru or Germany or India, but wherever God has placed you, we are His ambassadors, we are His witness, we are His missionaries. Uh, these things are familiar to you, and I Thank God for this church. It's a great church. I was, Tom was talking about it. And his experience in this church is about over a year. But you are a Bible-centered, Christ-centered church. And for which I am grateful. And second, you are a mission-minded church. You are a missionary church. Every year you do this missionary conference. That is very moving for me. Thank you for doing that. Teaching your people the Word of God. And challenging people to engage in mission. Whether in Vincent, Trussville, Birmingham, wherever God has placed you. So I wanted to share four uh, biblical realities. To reminding you the importance of our call to declare, to, um, declare His glory. Four solid truths or realities in order to declare His glory. The number one. He, his name is still not heard. His name still not heard. Second, Christ is, is the Savior. There is no other way. There is no other truth. He is the way. And His grace is sufficient for us, for anyone to come to know Him. That is second. Third, there is a price we have to pay. We know that truth. But we have to pay a price. And I thank you for these missionaries uh, paying a price to represent Christ. And fourth, He longs, our Lord longs, the worship of all His people. So these four things I want to develop as I uh, preach to you this morning. Let me take one minute and share a little bit uh, my story. One minute, then I will come back again. Grew up in South India. No hope growing up. But when I was a student at the university, 20 years old, two poor missionaries came and shared the love of God. I hated the missionaries. They came again and again, loved me. I was touched by the love of God. Surrendered my life to Christ. For that reason, I was persecuted. I don't think anybody went through that kind of persecution, kicked out of the home. But I cried for the salvation of my family. It took eight years. I'm the I'm the first of eight children. Everybody came to Christ, including my parents. And uh, I taught business in Kerala. 
came to New York, where, where my wife was raised up, and I worked there. There I had a call within me, strong call, and uh, wondering about the destiny of my life. So I left everything, went to Chicago, Trinity Divinity School, graduated in 92. I did not go to Trinity to go back to India. I wanted to continue study involved in mission ministry. But that four years study at Trinity, the more I was eating the word of God and understood the heart of my Lord. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I was thinking about America or India. 92 and uh, returned to India, 92 and 93, travel all over the country. I saw my nation, cried. I said, God, I don't know what to do. Came back to Chicago, my home church, an evangelical free church, shared with them what I saw and found a Remy. So that's all, a little bit uh, the, the summary of my story, what I am doing today. I'm grateful, I am humbled. I tell you that he called me, he picked me from brokenness to represent him. I only one passion to raise up thousands and thousands of young men and women. I carry day and night a dream to raise up 100,000 Christ-like leaders. India has 1.3 billion people. So trying to identify within, within our ministry, within India, 1,000 pastors, 1,000 leaders who will train 100 leaders next to 10 to 20 years. That is a passion day and night I carry. So, and as I said that, Let's look to these four principles, what I want to share with you. Which one? Oh, this way, sorry. Thank you for helping me. Which, which one? Can you help me? The friend or... Okay, thank you. Four, I'm going fast. Four rock-solid realities. This, this reality, these are these biblical truths. You know it. I'm like a postman reminding these truths, encouraging you, challenging you. And when you look at the Psalm 96, we see God is our Savior, is the Blessed Lord. If that is our truth. And when you look at these 13 verses we see, then we must be a worshipping people. You see that. Then we will be a witnessing people. And then you, as you come down the latter part of that psalm, you see, then we will be a watchable people as we wait for Christ coming to judge the world in righteousness. The summary of these three things you see as I explain Psalm 96. The first one, first reality, people still have not heard of the gospel, the good news. Why we need to declare his great name? Because till in this world, the people have not heard one time the name of Jesus Christ. And since I'm from India, please allow me to talk about a few things from India. India has 650,000 villages. Think about it, 650,000 villages. The land of India is only one-third of the United States. The population, 1.3, is almost four times. U.S. population is 330 million, so almost, uh, almost four times. But two-thirds of these villages have no Christian witness, no presence. And uh, we, we hear from other mission agencies and all that, around 35,000 people die every day. Think about people falling into hell every day. That reality must break our hearts if, if, we, are, if we are genuine. We understand this truth. 35,000 people or more die every day. In America, I travel every state of this great nation. America is a great country. And I am grateful every moment as I travel because, because of the sacrifice of so many, so many people. We have all the blessings. And I tell our own people, when you walk into Costco, remember there is a history, there is a sacrifice. And today you are enjoying all these blessings because 
of the sacrifice, the labor of so many others, your forefathers. But today, when we look at America, we know what's happening in this country. And uh, people are rejecting the truth. We have no problem to be excited for other gods, other, other religions. When we talk about Jesus Christ, we think we are, people say we are judgmental or, or narrow-minded. But I, I want you to know, God blessed this nation. In your, your forefathers wrote on the currency, in God we trust. I believe they were not talking, thinking about the, the Islam God, the God of the Hindus or the God of the Buddhists. I believe they were thinking about the God of the Bible. In God we trust. And God blessed America. America became within a short time, became a channel of blessing to every nation in the world. Tell me a nation that America was not really gave the blessing. Tell me. America God used. American men and women were courageous to go any parts of the world, live in the jungles, bring the light to the nations. Thank God for America. But today, we are rejecting the truth. America is becoming more and more unchurched. That's why we, we, are, we are called. We are called to declare. We heard from uh, Brother Erwin. Sometimes pe- when people hear, they see Sikhs. Or they think they are from Muslim background. Shoot, shoot him. And you see all these stories. Two Indian engineers were killed in Kansas recently. And uh, we need to have the right perspective. And we have in all over Birmingham people from different backgrounds. And I tell you, listen, if we love God, what is what Christ talking about? Love your God. Taken from the Old Testament, Jesus said, Love your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and strength. If you have that intimate relationship with the Lord, is is growing. And you will be able to love others. Love your neighbor as thyself. The problem is, we don't, we don't have that kind of radical love to, towards the Creator. We don't have that full perspective about His creation. There we will then, if we have that, we will take courage. Even though they are not familiar people, they look differently. We will be courageous, take the risk to get know them. I hope the purpose of this conference is not to be excited about, just to be excited about the mission. I want to see some action taking place here in Vincent Trustwell. There are empty chairs here. This must to be filled. It will happen if you are excited for the Lord. I want you to know people still have not heard the name of Jesus Christ. As an Indian, that's my pain. Every day, I cannot go everywhere. I don't know all the language, 1600 dialects. But I can love an young man. I can speak Blessing into his life, whether he grew up in slum or coming from untouchable background, I can love him and speak blessing upon him. Brother, you can do great things. Little money I will give, he will go and reach out to his own people. That's why 600 students will graduate from the seminary March 18th. 100 students will graduate. And just around 500 will graduate from all the Bible schools. So next Thursday... I will be heading to India with so many other friends, including some of your friends, especially Don and Kathy Hawkins. And uh, so the first thing I want you to know, people still have not heard of the name of Jesus Christ. It is estimated that 7.1 mil- billion people alive in the world today, 2.91 billion of them live in the in unreached people groups with little or no access to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want you to still see that. Even those who heard about the name of Jesus, do they really know Him? Do they really know Him? According to Joshua Projects, there are approximately 16,500 unique people groups in the world with about 6,900 of them considered unreached. And today most of the unreached people groups live in the land of India, especially the 1040 window area. Therefore, we are called to declare His name wherever God has placed. 
And I, you know, I've been praying. One thing I want to share my heart with you. We must have a burden for our own family members. Our own fa- parents, fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters. Many times as I travel in this country, I see not really caring about, forgive me, not really caring about our own siblings and family members. I fought with God. See, my father beat me very badly, persecuted me. My hands were tied and legs were like a sheep. 20 years old young man, intense beating. I had a hard time. I was very angry to my dad. But I, I was away from the home. Dad kicked me out of the home. He said, you don't have anything. You destroyed this home. Get out from this home. I left my home. But every day my cry to God was for salvation of my father and mother, my siblings. I fought with God for eight years. Second year my mother came, then my sister, my then other siblings. Then finally, 1988, after eight years, my father surrendered his life. So if God can do that to me, and I will tell you, God is not partial to anybody. He will fulfill the, the desire of your heart. I want you to take this burden this morning, this Sunday morning. Are you really fasting and praying for your own siblings, your own parents? Do you really care about them? I know you care about them, but are you really expressing your cry or your passion for your own family members? I hope you will take this challenge a little bit today and seriously pray. We talk about, we are called to pray. And even Brother Erwin talked about it. Take it very aggressively. We have uh, all kinds of meetings in America. People will come. But prayer meeting, we don't get people. I think uh, more than any other thing, we must come together for prayer meeting, spending time with the living God, talking to Him. We must be excited. Come back. Come back, church. Come back. Many of the American churches are very cold. Our churches are empty now. Travel all over this country. Think about our downtowns of American cities. The immigrants came those days excited, built these wonderful buildings. Empty. People are here. We have more population, 330 million people. His name still not heard. Second reality. Solid reality. The grace of God is sufficient, is powerful enough to save all people. The grace of God. Look at the cross. Look at the love of the Father. You see on the cross. There is no one like Him. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. The Apostle Paul reminded the Ephesian believers about their spiritual death, their spiritual deadness, the condition. You were dead in your sins and transgression. You followed the ways of the world. You were under the the control of the ruler of the air, the devil. Then your desires of your flesh. But verse 4, Because of His great love, because of God's mercy, because of the grace of God, now you are alive with Christ. You read that, that's powerful. You are made alive. You are dead, no hope. But you are alive now with Christ. You you have newness because of God's great love. Listen, I will never be able to explain this great love. This Father showed this love. You see that love on the cross. The obedience of the Son for our redemption. He is the Redeemer. There is no other way. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. There is no other one. If that is, you really believe in, in your heart, we must do everything in our power to proclaim Him he, if He is the way. The grace of God is, my friend, is sufficient. Grace of God is giving the greatest treasure to the least deserving, which is every one of us. John Piper writes, Jesus' death in our place not only secures our forgiveness, 
but also guarantees every one of God's promises to us. Psalm 96, look at the greatness, splendor and majesty before Him. Strength and glory are in His sanctuary. He's talking about the greatness of our God. Let me read uh, this great pastor, American missionary pastor. He was pastoring a church, you know that, David Platt, here in uh, Birmingham. He is the International Mission Board President now, I love whatever he writes. Amazing. He expresses passion. He takes and God's passion from the Bible and communicates. His David Platt writes, The just and, and the gracious creator of the universe has looked upon hopelessly sinful men and women in their rebellion. And he has sent his son, God in the flesh, to bear his wrath against the sin on the cross and to show His power over sin in the resurrection, so that everyone who believes in Him will be reconciled to God forever. This is the greatest news in the world. Amen. This is the greatest news in the world. There is no other news. There is no other God like our God. No people group on this planet is beyond God's power to save, my friends. No valley is too isolated. No island is too distant. No forest is too dense. No mountain is too inaccessible. No desert is too hostile. No city is too fortified. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate talking about the immigrants and the refugees. Regardless to all these political views, listen, we must love all people. That's our call. Call. That is our call. I know most of the American Christians understand that. Do, we, do you know this great God? Do you, have, do you have real understanding of this great God, who this God is? A story told about Diana Disney. Diana Disney, this girl, Walt Disney's daughter, grew up as a normal child. And uh, when she went to her first grade, all the students were... And standing and introducing. And so Diana stood up and said, I am Diane uh, Disney. The whole class went crazy. And, uh, and Diane was crying. She was crying. And the teacher said, Why are you, Diane, why are you crying? They are teasing me. They are teasing me. No, they are not teasing you, Diana. They are not teasing you. They love you. And, uh, and the teacher said, you are, Listen, your brother, your bro- Mickey Mouse is your brother. You know, your, daughter, uh, your father created Disneyland. The class went uh, wild, crazy. They were laughing. And Diana was crying. And the teacher said, Why are you crying? They love you. Diane, they love you. Why are you crying? And she went home. And her father, Walt, was reading the newspaper. She took the newspaper from him. Why didn't you tell me you are Walt Disney? <laughs> listen, listen. Do you know the God who created all the land? Not only the Disneyland. All the world. Do you know Him, this Creator? Many times we are not excited because we don't know Him. Many people think He's a dead God. He is not dead. Maybe the philosophers will call He's dead, but He's not dead. He's living. Are you excited for God? Do you have passion for this God? Many of you have a passion for girlfriends and sports car and different things. But you have a passion for the one who died for you. The one who is living. My friend, your God is living. He is living. He is active for you. Many times we live like we have a God not existing. Our God is helpless. But go to other parts of the world for everything. Many people walk 10 kilometers to come to our church. 
They sit to three hours. Tom is here, he can witness, tell you. Three hours they sit on the floor. They walk with a couple of children, rainy day with one umbrella. They walk. I think we are more comfortable in America. We are more blessed. I hope this conference, I want you to appreciate Christ, appreciate everything Christ has given to you. And that's the purpose for this mission conference. Be encouraged and challenged. Some of you will take some, some serious steps to be a fool for Him. So the grace of God is sufficient to save all people. Third, God's plan demands the sacrifice of His people. God's plan demands the sacrifice of His people. And uh, here you see, what is God's plan? Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise His name, proclaiming His salvation day after day. Think of, see that? Proclaiming His salvation day after day. Declaring His glory among the nations. That nations, ethnos, all peoples. His marvelous deeds among all peoples. Listen, you have joined the two churches together. I see at least some African American, my brothers and sisters there. Where are the other people? This all, and I, I, we have, we, today we are in Birmingham, all this area, we have a lot of ethnic people groups here. Where are they? Why are they not here? You don't know them. If you know them, every day in your house, you have a, you, you pray by name. Then you, in, you look for opportunity to invite them to a church. I hope this conference will challenge you to think beyond your comfort, comfortable zones and to, to get to know other people from other backgrounds. A lot of Hispanic in this area. Where are they? Is anybody here? What about other backgrounds? That is, that is why we exist here. Not, we exist not for our own comfortable group. We take risk. Church is a place. That's what we sang. By faith. Courage, we will do that. We can sing it. Let's apply it. That's my prayer. God, speak to some of, our, some of your people. Some of your people, Lord. You have people in your workplace. The store you visit, you see all these people. But you have tears for them. Do you know their names? You ask their names. And, and your prayer, your private prayer, your prayer at home, in your Bible study group, do you pray? I pray if you do that, one day miracle will happen. Nothing is impossible. See, last year, with all humility I say, we baptized 4,800 people in India. Most of them Hindu backgrounds and Buddhists. Few Muslims. I talked to Pastor P.D. Joseph a few days ago and in Maharashtra. And he baptized one day 35 people. Even though you hear about all the persecution in India, compassion was taken out from India, 20,000 Indian organizations, non-profit organizations were cancelled. We were all praying and fasting for our organization. We are secured, no problem. And the, because the new government is bringing all the, and uh, ha, ha, uh, hard on us. But God is at work in the midst of all this. So God's plan demands our sacrifice. The Apostle Paul he said in Romans, I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Are you ashamed of the gospel, my beloved? Young man, are you not ashamed of the gospel? Look at the cross. He was not ashamed for you. He gave, he emptied his life for you. We cannot be ashamed for Jesus Christ. We will take, we will, within our power, we will do everything to, to present this great God. We will declare his glory locally and globally. And, uh, listen, 
what is our purpose? Why are we following? What is Christianity? Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is coming to know, know the person of Jesus Christ. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. A growing relationship. And day by day, you become like Him. You reflect Him. That's Christianity. Are we growing in our walk with the Lord? Are we growing? See, America, we have a lot of studies. Bible study, that Bible study, all kinds of men's study, Bible study, women's Bible study. We have a lot of knowledge about God. Are we discipling anybody? We must be a disciple-making church. Not just, a, not just become disciples. Very fattened, knowledgeable Christians. Rather, everyone in this church must make a disciple. You must be discipling others. That is the only way we can engage in our community, be salt and light in our community. I challenge you, accept this challenge, ladies and gentlemen. If you are not discipling anybody one-on-one, at least take six months, one year, invest your life. That's what I'm asking. Be a disciple-making community. If you want to, you know, I know very well, if you, I want to reach Indian village, that's the only way I can do it. I hope you will accept that challenge. There is, we are blessed. Psalm 67, 1 to 2. May God be gracious to us and bless us. Look at, I want it, everybody open your Bible. Psalm 67, for a moment. Psalm 67, you know that two verses. Ron, Ron, can you read that for me? In India, we ask people to read. Um, Any time they, they need to be ready. Nobody is sleeping here, but I want you to read and help me. 67, 1 to 2. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us. Yeah, next. Your way may be known on, on earth, your salvation among all nations. Did you look at that carefully? It's a prayer. God be gracious to us. Underline gracious to us. God bless us. Second. Third, God, make your face shine upon us. Have your favor upon me. Bless my business. Bless my job. Bless my farm. Bless my children. God. For what? Verse 2. So that, so that your ways be known, not only in Pinson, not only in Trustwell, where? On earth. Everywhere. That is a passion of God. That's why we exist as a church, my friends. And I tell you, like somebody, one of the writers said, if we focus the mission of God, the God will take care of the mission of the church. Did you hear that? The heartbeat of God, the mission. If you take care of that, then the mission of the church, He will take care of it. I want you to see that. So that your ways be known on earth. Your salvation among all peoples, all ethnos. So think about it. Are we surrendering our talents, our treasures, everything that God has given to us? The cost of discipleship, we all know it. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry his cross, what is that cross? Shame, poverty. All the difficulty. Whoever does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. My friend, January 20th, 2017, this year, in the state of Jharkhand, a couple forced to stand 17 hours in freezing pond for refusing to deny Jesus Christ. Did you read that story? Ten years ago, this family came to Christ. But their whole tribe were after them to reconvert convert back to their original religion. But they refused. This, this couple. 17 hours. They forced to stand in the freezing pond. Because they were refusing to deny Jesus Christ. But to Urduan died. And his son watched the horror. Thank you for praying for the persecuted church. I can tell you stories after stories 
Our missionaries were murdered. Missionaries were put in jail, put in police station, harassed. So many things we go through. America, we don't have. What is our persecution? What's our persecution? If pa- pastor preaches extra 10 minutes, that's a persecution. <laughs> and here, here, you know, I was in uh, Iowa, a place, the church closed down. The church, they supported us, the church closed down. Fighting in the church for carpet color. And American churches fight for This is what I hear it. Carpet color, where bathroom has to go, these kind of things. That, that's a problem then. If that is happening, there is a fundamental problem. You are in, inward looking. You lost the vision for God. Vision for the lost people. You ch- two churches merged together. Wonderful. I believe great things are ha- going to happen. I saw the passport, all the missionaries you are supporting. Pastor Thad, consider India also in that passport, okay? I hope you will consider. Thank you. So, I'm going to close. We, listen, we need to send our best people, not the marginal ones. We need to send our best funds, not the leftovers. We need to give best attention, not our afterthoughts. Sometimes when missionary people think, aha, he's coming for money. We need money. Especially people like India, I don't need much money. I support a missionary $100. That's all I give. Only 50% or 30%. Then I say, look to God. I will pay the rent. You go around house to house. May the Hindus give you milk, rice. You are ministering to them. Our support is 7 years. 7 to 10 years. Within the 7 to 10 years time, you need to be self-supported. Then you... Send one to the Bible scholar. You support that guy. So that is, that is, my, that is my mission. That's the way we do it. But we need money. And we need to give it. Recently, this man, Jesus' Terrible Financial Advice. That's a new book. Jesus' Terrible Financial Advice. John Thornton writes, why we, why we should give sacrificially? He, he has three arguments. Number one, to know him better. He is the giver. He is the giver. When we give Him, we learn about Him. We come closer to Him. We reflect His character. Second, He says to set us free. Free from the false, false master, master money. Free from the false master money. Giving is the antidote to greed and the deceitfulness of wealth. That's powerful. I really enjoyed that book. It's giving. You can hold it tightly. You die every day by holding that tightly. Release it. Nothing we can take it. What you do, think about it. Forgive me talking about India. Because I'm from India. When you give a bicycle for a missionary, $150. It's like a car you are giving to a missionary. But $150, how many houses he can visit carrying his wife in the back with the Bibles and tracts. But every day, that $150 is bearing fruit. Even while you work here in Trustwell, Pinson, that money is bearing fruit for eternity. That is why we give. Third, he says, to enrich us, not to impoverish us. Acts 20.35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You can't get any more direct than that. It is more blessed to give than the words of Jesus Christ. It is more blessed to give. To, to give, blessed to give than to receive. Finally, the closing. I wish I could have time to share some of my story. My time is up. Five, how many minutes? Five more minutes? It's like an Indian way. Finally, God demands, God demands the praise of His people. You see, you know that, this picture, we are all longing, isn't it? All of us are longing one day. I'm 57, next 30 years maybe. Longing to be with the Lord, my Lord, the one who died for me, one who blessed me from a small village, from a broken village, broken home. And he gave me the mission to stand for him, represent him. I'm grateful. I'm looking for him. Every day I look into his face. My friends, Listen, I told you I will share a little bit. I grew up without hope. 
We are everything materially. But without Christ, we were dying, sinking home. My father was a very violent alcoholic. My dad grew up without a mother. He became a tough man. And uh, he married a wonderful woman. She was religious, but she was not born again. Mother of eight children. All children are apart two years, except to the last one. My mother became mental patient. She was depressed, became mental patient. She attempted suicide. My sister was demon-possessed. <coughs> Excuse me. As the oldest one, oldest in the family, I know this horror, what I went through it. I thought there is no meaning in life. I thought, leave this world. One day I asked my mother, Mother, why don't we buy some poison? We can all eat and die and leave this world. But that time my mother said a statement. I will never, Son, when you grow up, God will change our situation. I didn't understand what she was talking about. Then I in the college, I met two poor missionaries. They never passed high school. But God called them. They went to a Bible college. They finished three years certificated theology. They came to my village where I was living. Amazing. God has sent them just for church planting, just to graduate, came here for church plant. They met me. They came every, every day. Every evening they would come to my room and share the love of God. Saji, Christ died for you. And John 3.16, every time when they came and read it, I, out of my ignorance, arrogance and pride, I rejected them. I said, you go and convert other people, not me. But they would come. Second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day. When they came on the sixth day, I was on my knees. I was crying with the tears. I said, would you put your hands upon me? I need Jesus. Simple prayer. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sin. Forgive my sin. I want to live for you. It was a simple, genuine prayer. When I prayed, my friends, first time I experienced the peace within me. A heaviness is taken away. Heaviness is taken away. Jesus said to those who are weary and tired of life, come to me. I will give you rest for your soul. I will give you. There is anyone in this place? Any young man, young woman, any, anyone in this place? You don't have that rest. Peace within you. Nothing in this world will give you that. Only your creator can give you that peace. If you, if you don't have, don't leave this mission conference without coming to your creator. He is true, my friend. He is true. He is sovereign. He is not a liar. What he said he will do for you, you try. Try genuinely. Come to him. Your problems all will, all will not be solved immediately. He will take care of you. He will help you. And your story be a, a story, a blessing to thousands or thousands of people if you are available for Him. Your broken story will be a powerful story. We all have broken stories. Anyone in this place? I want you to think about it. I will give, I will give a closing altar call. But listen, don't leave this place. Even if maybe you gave your life to Christ sometime, Maybe in the past, but you are not excited. You are cold. You are, you are not excited. You don't have any passion for mission. You, don't, you are not courageous to talk about Him. You are timid. Today is a day. Rededicate his life, your life to Him. May He empower you. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise His name. Proclaim His salvation day after day. That is the passion of our living God. Let the heavens rejoice. Psalm 96, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound, all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord. For He comes, He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and all peoples in His faithfulness. You see the expectation of this God is waiting, is waiting for all people come to Him. But that will not happen un unless you join with God in His mission. Our Lord warrants worship from every nation, tribe and tongue. And He gave Himself with all consuming dedication to making the glory of Christ known. We want the name of Christ to be heard and hailed among all peoples of the earth. Piper, John Piper writes, you know this statement, missions exist because worship doesn't. That is the passion of God. Worship of all people. Worship, therefore, is the fuel and goal of missions. 
It is the goal of mission because in missions we simply aim to bring the nation into the white hot enjoyment of God's glory. The goal of mission is the gladness of the peoples in the greatness of God. Let me read that. John Piper writes, The goal of missions is the gladness of the peoples in the greatness of God. Mission begins and ends in worship. Oh, my friends, 80% of India worship, Indians worship all the idols. Monkey, monkey, stone, cobra. I mean, everything is their God. As an Indian, I grieve. Because they don't know the truth. Those Indians, engineers and all in America... There are about a million Indians in America. Unfortunately, they don't know. They don't know the truth. If you have an Indian friend, my friend, pray. And listen, they are looking for somebody to talk. Or you you pray. God will open that door. A nurse or engineer, whoever works in Huntsville or I mean, wherever you are, you know. Be passionate. Would you take one more step in mission? Whatever that is. One more step, beloved. Maybe more prayer. More going, more giving. One more step will you do? Will you dedicate your life? For we are called. I'm going to close. Again, David Platt. In the light of this holy obligation, we do not have time to waste. You see the holy obligation? We don't have time to waste. Only one life, 78 years, will pass away soon. People will die tomorrow. Your friend will die tomorrow. We must be, there must be an urgency knowing that that can happen. We do not have time to play artificial games in contemporary culture or wage artificial wars in comfortable churches. But I, he, I mean, he is the prophet of our time to American churches. We have been compelled by a God-centered passion. We have been created for a global purpose. Everybody say global purpose. Global purpose. We have been created for a global purpose. While you work in Birmingham, you have a global perspective, a burden. We have been created for a global purpose. Every Christian, every church has been called to participate on the front lines of this mission. Together, we sacrifice our lives, our churches, in the death-defying obedience to his commands. Confident that one day soon we will together gather with a ransomed people from every nation, tribe, tongue. We will declare his praises for all eternity. Therefore, let us lock arms together. Lock our arms together. Ron, would you come? Let's lock our arms together. We are powerful. Now we are more powerful. To pray, to go, to give one more. What is that? There are four things, eh? Serve. Yes. Lock arms together. Let's do. Don't be alone, my friends. We are powerful with the Holy Spirit, with one another. Let's lock arms together. Together to impact Birmingham, Alabama, America, and around the world. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray. I'm going to give an altar call. Please allow me to do that. If there is any person in this room, you came to, God has brought you. You didn't come just naturally, automatically. The Holy Spirit brought you here. He is speaking to you. Is any person in this place don't have a personal relation with the living God, the Creator? He is knocking at the, the door of your heart. He is asking, My son, come. Have fellowship with me. If you don't have the assurance of salvation, eternal life, today is your day. On this day, a mission conference is asking you to respond. Would you do that, my beloved? We know from the Bible, if you stand, if you if you are unashamedly representing Him, He will, He loves you. He will be very happy. If there is any person in this place, raise your hands. Any person here? Say, I want to receive Christ as my Lord and my Savior. Any person in this place? Anyone? Young person? Older person? 
Anyone? Anyone this place say to God, God, I'm not excited in you. I'm cold in my faith. I lost the first love. I'm a religious person. I'm a good person. I'm, I come to church. I love people. I come. But today you have convicted by your spirit that I need to be excited for you. If that's you, look to heaven. He loves you, my friend. Would you rededicate your life? Yes, I want to be, I want to have that first love. I want to rededicate my life. I want to be excited for mission. If that is you, you raise your right hand. I'm sure, thank you. I see so many. Thank you. Thank you. Please, don't be ashamed. He is, he is living. He is watching us. We all raise hands for so many things. Why not for God taking a decision? Anyone? Father, I thank you for Grace Community Church. Thank you for the story of this church. Thank you, Lord, for bringing these two churches together. We thank you for this wonderful community. They love you. They love your word. They are passionate to teach your word and stand for mission. Stand in the gap for people in America and all the world. Would you continue to bless them, honor them, meet every need. May they, they, this church be a powerful force for world, world mission. Lord, raise up young people. As they learn about you, they will dedicate their life to serve you. Lord, meet every need of this church. Lord, expand. I pray, Lord, every this empty church will be filled by the end of this year, 2017. I, Lord, I declare blessing upon this church. Declare blessing. Lord, Lord, my God, give my people here burden. A cry within them, brokenness within them to reach out to their family members, their neighbors, their friends. And very systematically pray for the lost people, their workplace or wherever they connect to people, Lord. Oh God, next nine months I pray as miracles after miracles will take place here, Lord. Bring people from all ethnic backgrounds in the name of Jesus. I declare, declare blessing. We thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' powerful name, I pray. Amen.